the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. These stories are actually the reason why I believe the Bible. If the writers were not under inspiration to tell the truth, I would have left a lot of this stuff out. But, but the truth is stranger than fiction, and, and this, this stuff got to be real for the story to be told like this. Amnon was so distressed over his sister Tamar that he became sick, for she was a virgin. So the fact that she was of marriageable age and and she could be married by uh, any other fella, and he couldn't marry her, made him sick to even think about it. So what we see here is some parallel behavior. Just like his daddy with Bathsheba, Amnon had a problem telling himself no. And he also knew that it was improper. Thank God that there were some guardrails left in culture for Amnon to do anything to her. And by the way, if we don't be careful in our society, I mean, there's nothing left except for this type of stuff to become normal. Verse 3. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother. A little complicated, but this was his cousin. You know, some of the most poisonous people in life will come disguised as family and friends. And it's really hard to live a right life listening to the wrong people. Now, Jonadab was a very crafty fella. It actually says man there, meaning these guys were not children anymore. These were highly intelligent and capable men about to play an extremely, a very, very, very dangerous game. They were about to learn that people are not toys. You can't just put them back in the box when you're done. And he said to them, why are you the king's son? becoming thinner day after day. Will you not tell me? And Amnon confided in Pookie and Ray Ray. (laughs) And be mindful who you tell your secrets to and who you get advice from. He needed a friend and said, dude, what you doing, man? That's your sister. Back off. There's a thousand other women in the kingdom. But no, Pookie and Ray Ray. He said, I love Tamar. 
You see, the, the difference between love and lust is lust is about the physical. Love includes the emotional and the spiritual. Lust tends to blind us to reality, but love deepens the way we see reality. He said to his cousin, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. So he, he's very aware of what he's doing. Not only is he her sister, he's going to affect Absalom with his behavior. So Jonadab said to Amnon, lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. You see, Jonadab knew his uncle or Amnon's dad, David. And he knew that David had a blind spot. He could not say no to his children. Somebody once said, if you raise your children, you can spoil your grandchildren. But if you spoil your children, you will end up raising your grandchildren. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, please let my sister Tamar come and give me food and prepare the food. Watch this in my sight so I can watch that I may see it and then that I may eat from her little delicate hand. Now, David knew that his son was both spoiled and lusty. He also knew that his daughter, Tamar, you have to be blind not to see it. She was exceptionally beautiful. But when it came to his son, he has blinders on, and he, he just couldn't imagine. His, sons, his children just couldn't do any wrong. The first lesson David teaches us about being a good parent is we must be honest with ourselves about the strengths and the weaknesses of our children. You will never help a child with their weakness by pretending it's not there. Then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. A lot of game going on here. And when the king came to see him, Amnon said to the king, please let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple cakes Watch this. He says the same thing to his dad. For me in my sight that I may eat from her hand. He didn't say, dad, have her come because she's the best cook in the family. All the way Tamar seasons the bread is like none other. (laughs) But what he said to his dad, I want her to cook in my sight. He wanted to watch her cook. And I want her to personally feed me with her pretty fingers. Am I the only one that would be just a little bit suspicious in this situation? You see, David was a great singer. David was a a great writer, a great warrior, a great king. But he was a terrible father. And an anointing in one place doesn't necessarily mean you have it in another. Just because you're good in one area doesn't necessarily mean it rubs off on every other area. I know some great preachers that are horrible husbands. You hear what I'm saying? Some great ushers and deacons that that, that are horrible employees. I'm going to (laughs) stop right there. 
It's going to get hard for a moment, but we're going to come out. I'm going to sew you up. Every father must face the fact, live with the fact that one day his son will follow his example and not his advice. And David, blinded by his affection for his son, sent home Tamar. The second thing we learn from David is a good parent knows their child is not always telling the truth. We lied as children. Who in this room did not lie as a child? Lift your hand. Good, because I was about to call you a liar today and say you ain't stopped. But, but here's the question. If you lied as a child, why would you expect your child not to lie? I mean, he, he, he wasn't, your, your child wasn't placed in a manger. You hear what I'm saying? Your child comes from you. You did it. They're going to do it. Don't be so, oh my God, you did it. Thank you. How you going to do it? So David sent Tamar to his house saying, now go to your brother Amnon's house for him and prepare food. The third thing David teaches us about being a good parent is you can't always tell your child yes. Parents, it's okay every now and then, not always, but every now and then to tell your child no. They won't die. True story. They might even grow from a no. No is an anointed and powerful word. Use it. Add it to your vocabulary. So Tamar, innocently, went to a brother Amnon's house because dad was not honest enough with himself about his son to check him. Neither did David invest enough in his daughter to teach her the ways of the world so she could better protect herself. Don't think I'm saying it's at all her fault. But daddies, we do need to teach our daughters that there's a world out there. And that world can be very dangerous. Everyone's not always good. Make sure that your children have a relationship with God. Make sure they know God, but also make sure they know how to handle themselves in the world. So he comes into the house and he was lying down. Then she took flour and kneaded it. So she's doing some work and you know, you can't do that standing up stiff. No more said. And she made cakes in his sight. And she could probably feel his eyes on the back of her neck. And she baked the cakes. She's trying to be a good daughter. She's trying to be a good sister. But daddy set her up. It's important to give. But know when you're being used. Love, but know when you're being abused. Listen, but, but, but don't lose your own voice. Trust, but please, ladies, please pay attention. Pay attention. Pay, att- pay attention, please. Pay attention. And she took the pan 
and placed them out before him. A good girl. Just trying to be a good daughter and a good sister. But he refused to eat. Because it wasn't food he was really hungry for. And you can guess the rest of the story. Parents, we have all made mistakes. But if we would learn the lessons, when it's over, God could turn them into blessings. I wanted to finish the rest of the narrative, but it's just a little too painful to finish. And also, I needed you to have a proper lens as you heard the rest. Because if if you don't understand that even in seasons of discipline, God is for you. If you don't understand even in seasons of discipline, God can still turn it around. You'll leave here condemned. So I want to begin this this, this series, but I need the the next verse I'm going to read to you to be out front as we go through it. Because, you know, all we're trying to do is get better. And as we get better, we got to learn that we made some mistakes. And part of learning is admitting, you know what? You know, I, I could have done that a little bit better. But you see, when we learn how to do it better, then we give better advice to our children. We be better grandparents, et cetera. And, and, and some of us, we're young enough to even catch it before we make the mistake. So I want to give you the lens here through which we can look at some of the mistakes of David. We're going to go to Joel 2 and 25. And actually, the apostles quote from this, 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 this chapter when the Holy Spirit is poured out in the, in the day of Pentecost. And we find that this chapter is actually written to us in Christ. And this is what Jesus wants to do in our lives. All of this happened because God had to discipline David. There are people in this room that are dealing with a season of sowing and reaping. The sowing was fun, but the reaping is a trip. And because you're in that season, it's a little bit painful. But I want you to look at this season through the lens of this verse. And you see, David was under the old covenant. He didn't have the advantages of the new. It was the blood of animals and goats, etc. But we have now the blood of Christ. So things for us don't have to be lifelong. Things with us can turn around far more quickly, but let's, let's go to the verse. This was God's promise to Israel. After they went through 70 years of captivity, God had to deal with them. They wouldn't keep the Sabbath. They kept worshiping idols. God said, you know what? I'm done. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you all over to your enemies. And that's what the devil does. I'm sorry. Uh, let's put it this way. This is what God has to do. To, and he lets the devil do. Sometimes he has to give us over to the thing he told us to stop doing. So the, the worst type of judgment is God just backing up and saying, well, you, do you. So God had handed them over to the Babylonians. The Babylonians defeated them in war. And you know God knows how to defeat an enemy in war. It's, the book is full of it. But God backed up because they just wouldn't listen. He told them over and it sent prophet. Everybody they just wouldn't listen. So they go through 70 years of judgment. And now they're coming back to the land. Watch what the Lord says. So I will restore. Some translations say repay. Others say pay back, compensate, give back, or make up to. 
It's almost as though God's not wrong in what he does, but I want you to see God's heart. God is almost apologizing for his discipline. It's kind of like, you know, you know, a parent says, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. A good parent that doesn't discipline a child out of anger hates to have to discipline a child. And as soon as he has an opportunity to, 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 to make it right with that child. In other, in other words, okay, you had to discipline that child and they couldn't go out or, or maybe they had to stand in the corner. I don't know what you do or maybe they couldn't play sports. It, it, God's like, man, it, it, man, it, it hurt my heart to see you have to deal with that. So what I'm going to do is when you learn your lesson and come out. Man, I, I'm going to make up for those 10 minutes. I'm going to give you 20 minutes of belly laughter. I'm going to give you 20 mi- minutes of making every shot. You know, everything you miss, I want to make up. Please hear the heart of God. Parents, never discipline or, or, or physically put your hands on your kids in anger. God has never dealt with us in anger. If he did, we would not be anymore. I want you to imagine, you know, I got a, a little baby this big. Imagine if I ever dealt with that child in anger. I destroy him. God always deals with us if we're his children with restraint. How many of you have ever seen a real fist fight? Yeah. Man, those are brutal. Blood splashing everywhere. And there's nobody to break it up. And it just goes on and on and on. You see, God would never treat us the way he would treat an enemy. You would never treat a child like that. You only, God's as hard on us as he has to be, not as he wants to be. If if we would just listen to his word, we wouldn't have to deal with the hand. So after they go through the process of discipline, God says this, again, it's almost apologetic. I know it hurt. I know the pain. I know you had to go to a foreign country. I know the, 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 the war and, and the deaths. And I know that they didn't treat you always right in that nation. And now I'm going to judge that nation for what they did. But, but listen, I will restore you the years. How many of us have some years you'd like to get back? Yeah, how many of you got some losses, some mistakes you'd like to get back? The same God who judged his rebellious children through sending them into captivity promised to restore to them everything they lost in their season in judgment. And he's the same God today. And anything we lose, if we trust him, we can get back. He said, I will restore you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. You see, locusts are not dangerous individually. They're only dangerous when they swarm. And when they swarm, they swarm by the billions and the trillions. They could darken the sky for miles. They they, they can eat everything the farmer has worked their whole life to grow, including the seed. And that's the difference between a drought and locusts. You see, in a drought, at least you can go out there and, 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 and take the seeds and put them in a drawer somewhere for the next time it rains. But when locusts comes, they don't only destroy the crop, 
they destroy the future seed. You see, Satan is not only after you, he's after your seed. But he's not talking about a drought. He's talking about locusts. He's saying, I will destroy, I I can restore to you everything, the years that the swarming locust has eaten every seed. God can restore. So as we continue in this series, and there's going to be encouraging moments and there's going to be some challenging moments, but as we're in this season, keep that in the front of your mind. After you return, after you learn the lesson, there can be blessing. So learn the lesson fast so the blessing can be released quicker. You see, the children of Israel went through the process, went through the discipline, but, but here's God's promise. I'll restore you the years the, the, the swarming locusts has eaten. Verse 10 actually tells us that, that, that these locusts were, were, were God's army, meaning God sent these locusts himself. And there's some situations, I, I don't know that God in the New Testament is actually sending stuff. He just kind of lets you reap what you sow. Instead of holding back that harvest, he just says, well, I'm going to let you reap that one because you keep messing with it and I'm going to have to let you see the consequences of it. But I want you to see, God is so kind. He rewards the children of Israel just for submitting to his process. You see, God's looking for something, anything that he can bless you for. Even if it was the fact you didn't run away when he had to pat you on the backside. Even if it was the fact that you didn't curse him when, 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 when you got what you deserve. God's looking for any excuse to bless you. He said, I will restore you the years the swarming locust has eaten. And what he's saying is, even God's harshest discipline is rigged in our favor. How, yeah. How do you get back years? Only God can do it. God, but according to scripture, God can get back to you years. And, and here's the deal. I understand we all have a bad day. We all have a bad moment. Every now and then we go through some tough months, but then we might have a bad year, but years. God is saying, I, the great I am, the I am that created the universe, the I am that parted the Red Sea for Moses, that was with the, in the lion's den with Daniel, the I am that told the, the, the sun not to set. And, and it stayed up so Joshua could finish his battle. The God that caused the sun dial to go backwards for Hezekiah. That same God said, I will restore. And just like the sundial went backwards, God knows how to get time back for each and every one of us. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's a faithful God and he is God. I will, this is, I will, it's a promise from God. So every mistake you learn about, remember God's promise. I will restore you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. 
Maybe you didn't parent right. Maybe you deserve every bad thing that's happened in your life. But if you give it to him, if you're willing to give him every wrong choice, every self-inflicted loss, every regret Jesus can restore, he can repay, he can compensate, give back, make up for, he can restore the years, five years, 10 years, 20, the years that the locust has eaten. The only thing is we got to give it to him and come to him. The locust not only ate the harvest, but the seed. And there were seeds that God wanted you to sow in years past. That we've eaten up, we've wasted, and we feel we'll never get a chance again. But I tell you by the word of the Lord, God is saying he will restore the years if you trust him. If you go through the process, if you stay with him. I will restore the years that the swarming multitude of locusts has eaten. The only thing needed is for us to come. Every head bowed. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.